Hey, Candace Eisner here, and I want to talk to you about what your practice is sort of inadvertently or on purpose saying about you. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. This week's episode has been brought to you by my Build Your Own Website for Health and Wellness e-course. You know how I'm always talking about having a happy Monday? Well, my course relaunches on Monday, April the 3rd. And if you need a little help with your website, whether you've already got a website and it needs some tweaking, or you need an entire website, this course can really help you actually have a happy Monday. The course takes you through all kinds of different material from creating pages for your website, how to make them look nice, how to write good content, and of course, how to make everything really fit you and what you want for your practice. So if you need a website for your business, but you can't afford to hire someone to do it for you, this course can really help you produce something that is awesome. And not only that, but it's coming from my own personal experience from back when I was also a healthcare provider. So check it out. Just head over to websiteforsmallbiz.com and you can sign up for email updates. Hey guys, welcome to Monday. So let's just dive right into this topic. So here's the thing, you've probably heard the expression, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah, 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 whatever, you know, these things are nice, but actually, you know, that one's kind of true. But have you ever really thought about how it applies to your business and your practice? Last week, you know, I, I talked about how to write content for your website and that you have to kind of stop and think about what your ideal clients are going to want to see like what make them chose what made them choose your practice that is or why would they they would choose your practice if they weren't already coming to see you what problems they're facing and why they're looking for a massage therapist or whatever it is that you do and what they would find attractive in a website in terms of the colors and the photos and the text and all that stuff and even the features like online booking but What about how that applies to your treatment room or your clinic? So here's the thing. Branding is a really important part of running any business and is one that I find most healthcare providers don't really focus on. It might be because they don't really understand it. I think in a lot of cases that is the case and that is totally fine. But I also think it's there's a lot more concern with sort of looking professional according to your regulatory body and not so much on decorations or making things branded to your personality. Now, of course, I'm not going to say that you should go against your regulations or anything like that. Obviously, you need to follow the law. But I am saying you need to think about more than just what you're required to do by law. I find that massage therapists are particularly in a sticky place with this kind of thing sometimes. Like many of you, and I, and I know I felt pulls in both directions myself back when I was in practice, but many want to have practices that are 
sort of medical, but not too medical because you're not doctors, you're massage therapists, or you want to have it super relaxing and spa-like, but you don't want it to be a spa because you're not a spa. <laughs> well, my first comment about that is, you know, once again, come back to what is attractive to your ideal clients because there needs to be a good match between the two, right? Between what your practice looks like to them and what is attractive to them, right? Otherwise, you're going to be sending some super unintentional mixed messages. So let me give you a real world, sto real world story about this. So this is a story that I, I heard just a few weeks ago. This is not, you know, this is not uh, months and months ago. This is super recent. So one of the gyms I go to, there's a couple of CrossFitters who join us in our in our program. And um, one day we were talking about rehab for injuries because most of us have been injured in one way or another. And one of them spoke up about, you know, going to see a massage therapist he visited. And it was just, you know, a few years ago. And he said, he went in and everything seemed totally awesome. Like any other clinic he'd been to, it was very normal, so quote unquote. And he had to fill out a health history and he had to answer questions about his condition and all that stuff. So it was normal and expected. He'd had many massages before. It seemed all very familiar and what he was expecting. But then it, when it came time for the treatment, the massage therapist came into the room and they lit some candles and they put on soft spa-like music. Now, pause a second here. If you were this guy on the table and so far it had been very clinical and, you know, it, sure, maybe the decorations were a bit soft, but if it had been very clinical up until this point and then somebody walked into the room, lit candles and put on spa music, what would you be thinking? Needless to say, this guy was thinking, holy crap, is this a massage or something else? What the hell is going on here? You know, <laughs> oops, it makes for a funny story, but if that was you that would not be so good because I can guarantee this guy did not go back to that massage therapist because he didn't feel comfortable. It didn't match his expectation for what, you know, what massage therapy was. So I obviously don't know the full situation here, but it's really easy to see where the mixed messages are coming from, right? Like I just said, the clinic seemed medical and sportsy until he got on the table and then suddenly it became more spa-like or maybe even something else-like. And it made him super confused and kind of concerned that maybe he should get off the table and leave. <laughs> so think about your own treatment space and the message it's probably sending your clients. So if you're not sure, well, get second opinions. Ask people who, are, who aren't massage therapists or aren't, don't do what you do. And preferably, it should be people who would be your target clients or your target audience, as we call it. You know, people who you would be hoping would book with you if they weren't, you know, close friends or family. So let, let's go back here a second. Um, with what I'm saying, does it mean that you have to have your clinic space be kind of bland and be, you know, branded exactly what your clients are expecting and you don't get to put any of your personality into it at all? Well, absolutely not. I am not exactly saying that at all. You actually should be putting some of your personality into it, just like with your website, just like with everything that you do, because your brand is a blend of you and your job-related skills. In other words, it's a blend of you and the fact that you're a massage therapist, or a blend of you and the fact that you're a fitness instructor or whatever it is that you do. You're not exactly like everyone else in your profession, so your clinic space and your website have to reflect that. But you need to make sure the choices you're making fit the kind of clients you want to attract and don't send any mixed messages, or at least hopefully don't send any mixed messages. Let me give you some more concrete examples. And this is just off the top of my head. It doesn't mean you have to follow this if you're doing, if you want to attract these kinds of clients. I'm simply saying things that would fit 
or might fit. So for example, if you want to attract clients who are stressed out, they want that relaxing spa-like environment. Maybe they only book once in a while when they're having a really bad work day, but this is the kind of clients that you, you tend to see a lot of. Well, go ahead and use those candles if that fits and spa music and soft colors, maybe essential oils, whether it's in an oil burner or you're actually using them on clients, you know, make it spa-like. If that's the kind of clients you want to attract, then, then do that. That's great. But if you want to attract clients who are looking for more sports therapy, well, okay, here's an idea. You could decorate your clinic with sports memorabilia. You can keep the colors simple and neutral, you know, kind of doctor's office-y, or, you know, you could have fun. You could say, you could look at some local sports teams and use some of their favorite, you know, the colors that are in their branding, and you could use that a little bit in your clinic. You know, it could be kind of a fun way to brand your clinic. If that, if that kind of works for you, you could totally do that. And then also at the front desk area, you could have TheraBands for sale or uh, weights or, you know, sort of rehab tools that make it kind of clear, hey, we're a sports therapy type clinic. This is what we do. Or what if you wanted to attract new parents and pregnant women? Say you're really interested in doing baby massage. You want to teach, um, you want to teach people that massages for people of all ages and you want to see more children, do pediatric massage, um, all that kind of stuff. And of course, seeing pregnant women themselves. Well, what I would recommend is keep the colors soft and relaxing since it's kind of a chill out space for people who probably don't have a whole lot of time to chill, whether you're pregnant or whether you're a new parent or parent with young kids. You know, maybe you could have some photos of pregnant women or families or children to give it that kind of feel that it's a very family friendly clinic. And you could have kid-friendly stuff in your waiting room area, like, you know, toys and coloring books and things for them to do while they're waiting or while mom's in with her massage and dad's outside taking care of the kids or whatever the situation might be. Basically, give it the vibe that you are a super family-friendly space and that's what you do. You probably get my point by now. <laughs> but with all of this, of course it's fine to toss in bits of your own personality here and there to make it work. So make it that blend of what your clients are expecting and what is right for you. So green is a very common medical color, but if you hate the color green or if you're just going, oh my God, you know, who needs another green clinic? All the clinics are green. Choose blue, choose pink, choose orange. I, I don't care. You know, you can, you know, I'm not saying I'm your pink color picker. Choose what fits your personality. Just make sure that it's not going to be something that clashes with what your clients are expecting. That's all I'm saying. You know, you can put up those photos you took at your cottage. You know, it's, it's, it's a great sort of personal memento kind of thing. And if your clients ask about it, it's a fun conversation starter and a way to get to know people better. You can choose the funky chairs you found at a random store instead of getting usual boring waiting room chairs. You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, well, it has to look exactly like this office or that office. No, you know, you can inject your personality into some of the decor. If you like that big old desk look and you don't want sort of the teeny tiny safe uh, space saving Ikea desk and that's just not your personality, go for it. Get the big desk. That's fine. Just make sure whatever you're choosing doesn't clash with the message you're trying to send your clients. That's really my take home point in today's episode. So in other words, it's fine to have a space that you love and fits your tastes, but maybe you should reserve some of your decorating ideas for your house and apartment. That's all. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. 
If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candice@nixie.ca. I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week.